Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of the Rojak Pedas podcast. I am Jonathan and your three other hosts are Hana, Sharni and JK. Say hi guys. Hello. Hello. Are we going to introduce each other every episode now? Uh, you want to, okay, you want to do, nah, I don't think. Nah man, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so fine. like, I think the first episode last week was pretty okay, you know, chill mm-hmm. session, talk about poly life. Yeah, thank you guys for the support on our first episode. We got yeah. about 40, over 40 listens and that oh, is great. Oh, oh, I was expecting God. less. I was expecting way lesser than that. <laughs> uh yeah mm-hmm. so <clears throat> today uh we decided to talk about something a little bit more sensitive something yeah. a bit more um what's that word guys a little bit more serious to, a little serious, more serious yeah. yeah something a little so, bit more serious just a disclaimer before we move on to those of you who do not um, like to listen to any discussions about violence or discrimination in any form. Um, you don't have. You are not obliged, obligated. Is that the word? Obligated to listen to this to this episode. You can just watch the previous episode, or you can just look forward to our next episode. Um, because this episode will be touching on topics that that are very sensitive and um can definitely trigger some emotions in trigger in warning trigger, trigger warning. warning yeah just trigger a just warning. a simple trigger mon- warning here before um, we move forward having said that I hope yeah. I don't get cancelled on the second episode <laughs> yeah, please don't, don't say me. anything that will get you cancelled simple don't cancel me guys on the second okay okay so um, <laughs> how do you start um, okay Asian hate. Just yeah Asian. so about like the, the trend of uh, Asian hate crime going on right we decided to talk about not just Asian hate crime but uh, racism as a whole, I think it is important that, uh, yes, Asians are getting um, discriminated in America. But as a whole, it all dwells down to racism. How people don't respect each other's uh, race and culture. Right, guys, am I saying? Yes, correct. Right, right. right. You're doing great. You're doing great. Call me out. Call me out. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say something I shouldn't say. Nah. Right. So um So just to give a little background information, ever since the ever since COVID nineteen spiked, I mean hate crimes have has always been happening ever since nine eleven towards the uh, Muslim community, towards the African American American community. It has always been there. But ever since COVID nineteen, crimes against Asian Americans specifically has actually jumped by a whopping hundred forty five percent. Yeah. So it's yeah, pretty and- bad pretty bad yep shani yeah just to like um zero in and uh more specifically asian americans who are more on the south asian side specifically chinese vietnamese those kind of people because i think that really stems from how um americans or like people specifically they have this vision of how asians should look like and that is like the chinese japanese korean staple and that is why they are also the target of a lot of hate crimes recently. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, so it is something that's very tragic that's happening and it should not actually be happening right now. Lah. So, JK, what do you have to say about this since you are Chinese? Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, I think most of it stems from how... Uh... Okay, I don't want to... 
name, I don't want to point fingers, but it's more of like the people that are from China that I wouldn't say is, they just don't know how to act outside of their own home country because a lot of things that are completely fine in China are actually considered very inappropriate in other countries. Um, can you uh, give some examples? Um, very basic ones are like speaking extremely loudly. Like to them, they're talking normally like anybody should. But to us, it sounds like they're shouting at the top of their lungs, even though they're like talking, like speaking to one another right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you're saying it's like what the people in China consider uh, normal day-to-day behavior other people from other cultures might not see that way. Like the way they behave. Yeah. Like less, less accepting. La. It's like less accepting. Majority of the so-called world is... It, the majority of the world acts or uh, always have like there's a certain etiquette you follow, you know, when you like travel uh, to another mm-hmm. country where you know you have to respect their culture and their the way they do, they do things there mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe people in China weren't taught to do that in a way because majority of the time you don't really see um, people from China actually behaving differently than they would in their own country because they feel like oh what we're doing is completely normal so why should we do and there's nothing they should change in their like behavior you know and it's not really just in America it's just it's everywhere they go even people from like tourists from China to come to Singapore, they do the same thing, and it's understandable why Americans like because the major- a lot is a lot of uh, people from I would say majority from China, move mm-hmm. some moving to uh America, and they somehow they don't ha- they don't know how to act in the appropriate manner that Americans feel. Mm. That because that they look, they because the all the this this certain Asian look is very common among like a lot of South Asians like Chi- yeah what Chinese said Chinese Japanese Korean they stereotype this this look and no matter who they don't even they don't really the those that are actually acting out on their hate for Asians uh they don't actually take the time to oh is this person really a bad person they just see oh it's an asian person or if they own mm-hmm. a business let's go and trash it you know like yeah mm-hmm. and so from what a lot I, of the yeah. time right they are actually born in america mm. yeah okay so from what i understand it's just a lack of mutual understanding within both parties but unfortunately the asians are are the ones that are so-called suffering more, like they are, they are experiencing more. They are the ones that are getting the, the bad end of the stick like, at the end of the day. In, because of this whole situation, the, the Asians are the ones that's, that's losing more, out more like, because of all these attacks against, against them right now from what I understand. So I think to me, like it's, it's very heartbreaking to see that just because we look different, we act differently, we have different practices, it's not really accepted by another group of, of people. Like, for example, um, if a Muslim were to pray, some people will get very triggered by it or, like, will get very defensive and get very, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, scared when they see a Muslim, like, start praying or saying their prayers or even speaking their language, like, 
um, like how say, reciting the Arabic language because that's what our prayers are usually in. They get very triggered. So I think it's just a lack of like the 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 one to understand more about each other's culture and just that's that's how the the stereotypes and all the discrimination stems from. I believe, yeah. Because if you all took the time to understand each other's culture, like okay, why do like the Chinese they they talk in a loud louder volume than normal and what you, why why do like the Muslims like pray and why do they say all these like different common phrases when they pray? Um, why do like Indians wear the the bindi? Why like if if we were to actually educate each other more about different types of cultures, then they will understand why they are why these are practiced. And I think that's where all these discrimination and all will just be will be less lah. My English is so bad today. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad today. Um, no, you're but, doing good. Yeah. Um. But it's quite. Yeah. To me, it's just quite sad, lah. Because um, I think um, it's in Singapore. It's very. It's not as okay in Singapore. We don't face violent attacks. Okay, that's one thing. So, if you are comparing Singapore to to America, it's really just like different in terms of how we react to racism and discrimination. But it's still there. It's just in Singapore, it's very very watered down. And very quote unquote like very normal, and it's not really to the point where it's it's it ends up in attacks. But it is worrying, <laughs> in a sense, to see that it could happen in Singapore as well. It could happen in Singapore as well. Definitely. I think also to like the fact that the reason why it doesn't happen like the way it does in Singapore, the way the way it happens in America doesn't happen in Singapore because Singapore is so very intolerant of racial and religious crimes. Um, like punishment is much more severe, and you know discrimination is very, um, like uh, how to say it's kept in a very tight box, so there's not much room that allows for discrimination based on race, religion, culture, that kind of thing. And um, I think you know it's really saddening. Is that a word saddening? Yeah, it's just yes. it makes me really sad to like because you know J.K. and Hannah were talking about how the way Asian Americans may behave in America does not sit well with the with the Americans there, and that's why um you know there's that culture difference. But it's just so saddening to know that those kind of differences can, that can be. Educa- that people can be educated on and understand are the reasons why Asians are the are the center of like hate crimes and hate in in general. So it's like it's just sad because uh, you know we are all humans. Why can't we just respect each other's differences, understand each other's differences, and just live with it? Well, like like why do you have to you know commit a hate crime against an Asian that you just see on the street? They have done nothing mm. to you. They have done nothing to anyone. They are just living their life in America and then you just attack them on the street. It's just, mm. it's just very sad. Ah. So it's just really, sometimes it's really unbelievable to hear these kind of things. And it's like, it makes you like, like okay, honestly, when, whenever I hear news like this, I'm like, thank God I'm not living in America. But then I think again, then what about those people living in America? Who are they going to turn to? How are they going to get mm, help? Yeah. You know, they're always living in fear and they don't want to yeah, yeah. cause more conflict by fighting back. They just stay quiet about it. It's just really sad. So, you know, hopefully by hearing our podcast, maybe if we can really reach all the way to America, anyone, any Asian hearing this can take comfort in the fact that they are not alone and 
every Asian is backing them up and we are all standing together to fight this hate and, you know, to just educate people on our differences so that we wouldn't have to have cases like this. You know, I saw the, the meme, like not meme, it's not a meme, okay, like when I was in primary school or like secondary school, I saw this picture on Facebook, it's like two eggs. I don't know if you guys saw it, like, it's like two eggs, like literally eggs, uh-huh. one brown egg and one white egg. And then it said something like, um, doesn't matter what skin you are, like all of us are the same on the inside. Oh yeah, yeah, they crack <laughs> open. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they crack open. Yeah, once you crack open, you're the same, you're still an egg inside. So, yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah, it's kind of that concept, but more... It's just a, it's just that's that's like the basic concept that we're all the same, but it's it's much more deeper than that, you know. Like the concept is so simple, but people still find it hard to to believe that and to practice that. Yeah. I think yeah. um to add on to what Sharani said about why Singapore you don't really experience that, right? I think one of the main reasons for that is because uh we celebrate racial harmony. Uh, because we know we have firsthand experience of how bad it is when uh, violence is involved. Uh, the nineteen ninety seven uh riot where twenty two lives were lost. Yeah, that is just too many. So I think because of that, uh, the people here know the damage, and that is why we um we celebrate racial harmony and also um. We gotta find a way in which we can educate people, right? It's not yeah, talking about racial harmony saying, Oh, uh being racist is wrong, it's morally wrong, you that kind of thing. It's not enough. We need to people need to know why. Why is it wrong? And we need to find a way to educate the people around us. Um kids, you gotta educate your parents. Parents, you gotta educate kids, whoever it is, friends educate your other friends, right? Because mm-hmm. like Small things like oh having uh racial slurs with your friend, you may think that it's fine, and in most cases it's okay because it is just within your friend group. However, in the big picture, you're still being racist, right? You are still um racist. So yeah, that's my point of view on it, lah. Mm, definitely, like you should not be using racial slurs of a of a group of people that you do not belong to because that is not your word to use. Neither is it, and usually most racial slurs contain history behind them that had hurt that group of people that that it was used against. And by you using it, you are only giving more platform to that word yeah. to be used as a hurtful word against yeah, that yeah, yeah. and that's promoting racism in a way and you're supporting mm-hmm. it by using the slurs and you might think oh nobody can hear me it's just my friend nobody's gonna know but that kind of thing you using your racial slur and thinking that it's okay just among your fr- even if it's just among your friends it instills that thought that oh it'll be okay every time and that's not something that I believe that we should be instilling upon ourselves and mm-hmm. upon our friends or our family whoever you use it around and um mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, that's a really, really simple example. Don't use racial slurs. It's just like, it may seem like something that's not, that's not going to change the world. That's not going to stop racism. But it's a beginning. It's the start. And, you know, it will snowball. You don't use racial slurs. You understand people's differences. Eventually, racism comes to an end because everyone understands other people's differences. And you, as humans, right, you understand each other and you respect it. I think respect, respect is the most important. You respect each other's differences. And that that's the, the 
the whole root of everything that if you respect and you understand each other and the differences that you hold between maybe your 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 Indi- your Chinese friend, your Malay friend, someone who's different from you, then that is when that unity and that racial harmony really shows. And that is when mm. you can really come together as Asians as a whole and fight racism against you guys, against yourself, you know? Yeah, I believe it's it's literally just a form of respect. La. I, I feel that. Um, like, when it comes to, for example, your close friends or best friends, okay, there's different kind of boundaries. This is where you have to be able to set your boundaries with people very well. Like, for example, me and Sharini, if we were to poke fun at each other, we are okay with it because we are very close. We have established that form of respect for one another that a simple tease might not hurt. But of course, there's a, even, there's, even to me and Sharini, there's a limit to how much I will poke fun about her. You know, like, I'll probably, like, I won't go into a house and be like, oh my god, hey, Shani, your house smells like curry, ah. Like, I won't do that, you know, like, even though it might be funny, but it's still disrespectful, in a sense. So, even though she's my best friend and stuff like that, right, there's, you have to be able to still set boundaries with your friends, with their, if you're friends of people with different race. You know, yeah. like, even though, uh, they might be okay with it, you know, like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Even if they say they're okay with it, ah, but don't keep using it, lah. Like, if they're okay with it, they're okay, but don't abuse that. Don't abuse it. Just don't. Yeah, because, that's why. Yeah, because in Singapore, right, one thing I noticed is that um, they abuse that a lot. <laughs> like, um, you're friends with diff- people from different race and that's already a good thing. Like, having multiracial friends is, is just an amazing feeling because you get to experience, like, cultures. You get to experience different cuisines, different cultures, different um, activities together and that's just amazing. But don't abuse the, the respect you have for each other. Lah. Like, poking fun, it, it's fine. Like, teasing a little bit, it's fine. But don't, Make sure you respect each other's boundaries that you set for each other. And if if you, for example, are facing any form of comment that might be a bit hurtful and if, if they genuinely don't know that it hurt you, then I feel that it's okay to forgive as long as they are able to learn from their mistakes. You know, everyone makes mistakes. Like, for example, if you say a slur and that you really genuinely don't know what's the meaning of it and you actually took the time to find out more about the meaning, then I feel that that's fine, you're forgiven. Of course, it, I'm not one to say, la, like, you have to talk to someone who's, who's the slur is targeted at. La. But to me, I feel that if you gen- make a genuine mistake and you are willing to, to be better from that, then I'm, I'm sure that you deserve a second chance. But of course, don't abuse it again. Because um, in Singapore, we still face that risk. There's already, what, two, there were two planned attacks that, was, that were going to happen, <laughs> which, for, yeah, which were which oh failed. Yeah, imagine if those attacks went through, you would just like cause more tension in the in the commun commun in the commun in the society in Singapore. And racism is still very apparent in Singapore. It's just that um it's very mellowed down, it's very hidden, but it's there. You can clearly sense it. It's it's really you can sense it, la. I like, think it's more verbal it's, in Singapore compared yeah, to Yeah, it's more verbal, yeah. Verbal and more the way you act towards each other. Like yeah. um do you guys have any experiences? Like, you know. I'm sure we all had our experiences. Like I, I think it's less racist towards Chinese, more towards the other races. Yeah, because in Singapore, I feel that it's we are like Singapore Chinese is the majority lah. So usually it's the minorities that will face more racism. But then again, the majority race is also victim of some racism. Also, I believe I believe that all cultures, uh, all races in Singapore face some sort of racism, one way or another lah. It's just the extent of it, I guess. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Like, even though you can um like it is true that Chinese uh the race, the majority race doesn't experience as much as let's say Indians and Malays, but they still experience it. And I think even like you know the whole concept of Chinese privilege and all that, like 
like yeah there is that difference but at the same time we all experience different moments where we are being you know insulted humiliated by the actions of someone else from a different um race group that could have intended to really hurt you like in a racist way and you know we don't have to in invalidate the experiences of um chinese people for let's say just because they don't experience it as badly as Malays and Indians do. Because I've seen so many instances where everyone's like, ah yeah, you Chinese lah, you have it easy here. But that's the thing that we should not be doing. We should not be invalidating everyone's experiences just because they have it better than some other group of people. And everyone goes through their own sets of challenges. Yeah, life. for sure. That's one thing we have to understand. Like, right. even though it's not as bad, you still have to respect that it has happened to that person. And they trust you enough to share it with you. So instead of antagonizing them for it and, like, calling them weak or, like, saying they should just suck it up because they don't have it as bad as someone else, you should just listen to them, you know, lend your support. Because if, okay, in a scenario, okay, like, example, I'm Indian and my friend is Chinese and they come to me and tell me that they experience a racist moment and you know they're upset about it i wouldn't want to invalidate their experience and make fun of them for it because i would i should know as an indian how it feels to to be the subject of racism because i have it like supposedly worse than that chinese person so why should i then make it worse for them when i know how it feels y'all y'all get what i'm saying Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like instead of making it worse for them so that they can be on like on the same level as mine i should just comfort them and you know just make sure that they don't feel like they are being singled out just because they have it better. Because it's really prevalent in Singapore, especially the whole, ca- the whole what's the word, um, concept of Chinese privilege. And, you know, it's just really, it's, it then gives, that, that whole concept of Chinese privilege gives that divide already, like that whole mm, racial yeah. divide. Because in the end, we are all Singaporeans. So why should we divide Chinese, Indian, Malay? Because the whole point mm. of racial harmony is that you don't see that divide. So by calling it Chinese privilege, you're already creating that, that, um, like that space tension. between yeah that that tension and that space between the different races. So don't do that. Just you know, it's very important that you give your support to someone who has experienced a uh, a moment of racism or any kind of um mm-hmm. like experience lah. So you have to validate that experience, and you know you have to just be there for them because antagonizing them making fun of them and humiliating them for experiencing that just makes it worse yeah and i feel that this whole like you also put that uh, when when you mentioned uh, chinese privilege right i feel that it will even it will even put pressure on the chinese community in singapore as well to believe that oh the rest of singapore is like against us like you know because i'm sure that there are some that the, the chinese community is not all you know, they're not bad people, you know. It's just that this, all these, like, you know, stigmatization, stereoty- all these stereotypes of, you know, them having Chinese privilege and they're this, they're that, they're getting so, so much this, they're, like, wealthier and stuff like that. It puts a lot of pressure on that community as well to the point where, for example, if there's a, maybe, okay, let's put a scenario, there's a Chinese family that's struggling, okay, um, which I have seen for myself as well. Like, but they are they are having this pressure by society that oh no, you're Chinese, you're supposed to be wealthy, you're supposed to be successful in Singapore, you have the privilege. Is that's already racist as well because you're putting pressure on them, you know. And so what Jonathan said, everyone has their own self challenges. We cannot antagonize it based on their race as well. You know, and it's uh, let's 
be clear one thing, it's not just the Asian community. Racism occurs all over the world, mm-hmm. regardless of where you are, right? Whether you are brown, black, white, orange, pink, purple, whatever. Blue. <laughs> Blue, yeah. Uh, Smurf life matter. I mean, uh, if your skin is like that, I think you should go see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, if, your, if your skin yeah. is pink, blue, red, orange. Um, if it's orange, you just probably got a bad sunburn. <laughs> but if it's like a very uh, bright orange, if it's pink, your allerg- an allergic reaction. If it's blue, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Blue is okay. hypothermia. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, but like in all seriousness, uh, right, mm-hmm. guys, we are the human race. Alright, we are the most uh, intellectually advanced species on earth. Why can't we live harmoniously with one another? Animals do it fine. Why can't we do it? Right, it's so frustrating. That's a right. point. Oh my god, that's actually right. yeah. The 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 bees and the and the plants, the 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 bees and the flowers, the the clownfish and the sea anemone, the zebra <laughs> and the oxpecker. Why can't we? Be like that. Why can't we? Uh, what's the word? Um, Appreciate each other. Is it co co uh, coexist? Coexist. Yeah. Oh the, um, I think it's it's uh, a mutualism or symbiosis. I don't know which one is it. Mut- Photosynthesis. No. No. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Chlorophyll. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's no no it's uh, no it's mutualism. Mutualism. The mitochondria is the powerhouse. Are you talking of the about cell? the opposite of individualism? Oh, no. <laughs> no, mutualism where everyone uh benefits. You see, if we live harmoniously, everyone benefits. Right? I can walk out of my house without having fear of someone gunning me down, right? Oh, in in it's yeah. it's it's that bad in America yeah. where people I've been to America. To... I've been to America. I've experienced that firsthand. The fear? Yeah. First hand. I've experienced it. Honestly, it's because of that fear I've never like even if I had the chance, I've, even when I had the chance to, I never went to America. Like it's just I've, too scary. I've been there once. You guys want a story time? Um, Sorry, I, I haven't gone, Jonathan. Ooh. I haven't gone to America because <laughs> I don't have the money, which is, which, which brings which, which segues into our <laughs> GoFundMe. Oh my god! GoFundMe. Do we have a GoFundMe? We have a GoFundMe. You know. Marketing thing is a bit slow. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> No oh, promises but... on what we use the money for. Oh my god, <laughs> you know. stop! Don't do that! No, that. But, Mostly but food. whatever, oh, yeah. yeah. No, you... oh my god. I feel we... that if you were to start a GoFundMe, I think every episode we will donate some of it to, for example, if for next no, episode... No, 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 not some. Majority of it. Majority what... of it, yes. And, 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 what, and whatever remaining goes to um, supporting the podcast. Maintaining this podcast, yeah, because it's not free, guys. Uh, yep. a lot of people think oh a podcast is free no it's not we're actually paying monthly subscription services for this so um, yeah um, helps if y'all could you know a dollar a day keeps... wait we really have a GoFundMe no we don't I, I don't it. know what's the marketing team a dollar a day <laughs> no, keeps the debt collector away <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh, no. Jonathan. Okay, okay no, no, yes. you're, not, you're not obligated to join us. Okay, you're not. Okay, okay. Um, are we? I'm also announcing our OnlyFans. Oh, oh my god, we need to go <laughs> back to the. <laughs> Wait, can we do a Patreon instead? Oh my. Oh, god. Patreon. Whatever. Okay, no, guys. I'm, I'm guys, kidding. Side tracking. Side tracking. Side tracking. I'm kidding. Yeah, let's, uh, let's bring us back to the topic of uh, living harmoniously, right? 
yeah, like I said, we are all the human race. We are all one human race. Like cracking an egg, you see, you you slit everyone's wrist. Everyone's gonna bleed red blood, right? right. So, so come on, let's be more humane, mature about this, right? Let's, if you were to judge someone, judge someone for who they are instead of what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it from me. Anyone else going to say anything? Uh, uh, Hannah, but... you see you had a story to share, right? Yeah, your story. Yeah. Okay, tea. Spill the tea. Yeah. So, my experience. So, I went to America a long time ago, actually. Like, maybe I was uh, like late primary school. So, I was still quite young, but I could understand what was happening around me. Lah. So, back in the day, um, I think it was quite... the Right back in the day, what was popular was um, discrimination against Muslims, which is still happening today. Like, it's just that I think um, due to what happened um, when we were born, most of, like, most of us were born, there was a tragic um, incident that happened to the Twin Towers. And I guess that skyrocketed um, discrimination towards the Muslims. So when I went there, um, I went to Vegas and uh, LA. I drove from LA to Vegas and then we took a pit stop at Anaheim after Vegas to go back to Singapore. And throughout there, I have a lot of in- interesting experiences with the different cultures there. And from what I can recall was that um, we were not treated the best when it comes to customer service. Um, my mom was like, she was talked, because my mom wears the hijab. I wasn't wearing the hijab back in the day. I was just wearing like a cap over my head. <laughs> but she wasn't treated the best when it comes to, for example, people serving her like um, when she went to the store, people give her weird looks and it, it's just uncomfortable for all of us. Um, there was even like a lady that was very rude to her when she was checking out. Like she, would, she was, we were checking out from the store and we had to pack. Due to, um, like, I won't say where or what, but um, she wanted an extra bag. Because the lady was, you know, packing it for her. And my, the lady, like, was so rude to her. Just, like, slamming the things and stuff like that. And it felt very... It didn't feel nice, you know. Um, but, aside from but on the on the good side was that there were very accepting communities. Like, the African-American community was so amazing to us. Um, every halal store I went, there was a lot of African-Americans. Because we ate at, a, at uh, those places where there were a lot of African-Americans. Like, it was those kind of, you know, those, those towns. And... They were just amazing people, honestly. Um, funny story was that uh, when we ended dinner, we were on the way back to the car park. There was this African-American guy. He was like screaming, get in the car. The kids are out. It's late at night. Get in the car. He was, he was screaming at my parents to get us in the car. So there are still very, very nice people there. Um, but overall, it did feel very, um, as Muslims, I felt very, up, like, I felt very cautious because um. Not everyone is as accepting, you know. And uh, every time, like, for example, like, because my mom had notifications for, like, prayer times, you know. So every time it was a prayer time in, in her phone, like, it will, the, the prayer call will, 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 will notify us. So there will be the prayer sound. And sometimes I felt like it's, like, people will, very, will get tensed up by it because the, the sounds of the prayer will, will come from her phone. So I will, like, have to quickly get her phone to keep quiet. But so, Yeah. So far, but then America so far, uh, it was it was overall still a great trip. People were still very nice to us. Maybe because we were tourists, I don't know. Um, I'm sure I didn't experience like such such bad bad treatment. It's just that there are still people that cannot um accept us lah for who we are and what we practice. I can definitely, I could definitely sense it from the way people treated us. 
And especially since that we're not Americans and we're tourists and all of that, the more they would want to, you know, not really treat us nicely and stuff like that. But um, overall, I would say that there are still very, very nice people there. Yeah. But as of now, if you were to ask me, right, if you were to ask me honestly, if I would go back to America again, I would probably just say no. Yeah, that's the setting, lah, you know, because despite them there having so many amazing people, I will still not go there again. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, these kind of experiences are something that, you know, it's really sad to say, uh, but a lot of people go through. And, um, you know, when you mentioned about how the African-American, um, the guy who, you know, ask your parents to put you in the car quickly because it's late, you know, just to keep you all safe and all that. Mm. And, like, just to highlight that, it's really good because then, you know, as ma- as um minority communities and minority races um, and subjects of hate for so many years and... um. I lost my train of thought. Like, you know, you know, um, like Asians and also like, you know, recently the Black Lives Matter movement and all that. We are all groups of people who have been subjects of hate and racism for mm-hmm. donkey years. And, you know, coming <laughs> together. Yeah, donkey years, really donkey years. It, from the day humans were created until now. So, as members of the of the community who have experienced, who have similar experiences and who have been discriminated against, instead of separating and, you know, fighting against each other as well, we, I think it's very important that, especially in America, that they should come together as one and stand together. Because that is when, you know, power in numbers are, where you fight against hate as a whole because you mm-hmm. are people who have experienced racism as a whole and instead of separating, instead of like saying that, oh, I'm Asian and you're black, so we cannot mix and, you know, Asian hate is different, black hate is different. Like, that's not how it should be, but we should instead mm-hmm. be like, hey, I'm Asian, you're black. We've both been hated against. Why not we join together and fight racism together? And, you know, that's something that you see nowadays where, you know, there's a lot of people speaking up for anti-racism against Asians and black people as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's very, mm-hmm. very important and also very heartwarming to see because, you know, the, that support and that encouragement that you get from another group, another race, it's, it gives you the sense that you are not alone in this fight to end racism or in this, um, you know, in this world full of hate, there is someone out there who also goes through the same thing as you and is willing to stand beside you to fight against it. And it's very important, you know, in this trying times, instead of fighting each other, we should all just be we should be standing together and fighting the thing, like, the concept of racism instead of, like, just, like, you know, how do I say, uh, like, people have been racist to Asians, people have been racist to black people, right? So, that, that two marginalized groups, that two groups who have been subjects of hate for so many years, they shouldn't, like, we would understand each other, but at the same time, there's also small groups of Asians and small groups of black people who also have been racist to each other. And that's something that, you know, it's, um, I find like, that it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, I can't, I can't find a word for it, but it just shouldn't happen because, you know, we should be supportive of each other and also understanding of each other's experiences and what we've been through. 
so yeah like you know anyone out there if you're hearing this just let's all stand together to 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 fight racism and to end it as a whole instead of pointing blame and um you know insulting other groups of people just end the hate and the violence and everything yeah um and i'm sure that Honestly, I feel that all of us, even even us, four of us, we have made mistakes also. Like, we have been intentionally intentionally or unintentionally racist to maybe somebody around us. And we all learn from our mistakes. Like, like I, I mean, I have made some mistakes with the things I've said to maybe like a certain race or stuff like that. But I genuinely have decided to, you know, not do it anymore. Because I, I knew from that, from that point when I made a mistake, I knew that I was wrong. And I feel that when you make mistakes, you have to be able to learn from it and grow from it. Admit that what you did was wrong and just be, be a better person when treating the other, the other race as well. And yeah, it all stems from respect and the, how do you say, the motivation to actually grow and, you know, uh, move on from your mistakes and be better. So yeah, so does anyone else have any other experiences like in Singapore? Let's talk about Singapore. Let's zoom in back to our home. Singapore, like anyone experience any, yeah, home ground, anyone experience. I'm pretty lucky. In my last 21 years, I haven't had like a serious uh, racial issue with anyone. Like nothing has happened to me. I don't know why. But yeah, I, I'm blessed or I'm lucky. Consider yourself lucky if you can learn from other people's mistakes. Like, um, uh what's that what's what's that thing that they say check check your privilege card if it's oh, not happening to you yeah if it's not happening to you it's a privilege because somewhere else around the world it's happening right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so as i say consider yourself lucky you are learning it from their mistakes and not your own first-hand experience mm-hmm. How about Sharini or JK? Uh, I don't yeah. think I have much experience, to be honest. JK, you haven't? Uh, okay, la, I think you say first, because, yeah. Why? Uh, I mean, for me, there have been many instances throughout my life. Um, let's see. I think the most... Okay, I, I, I want to speak about the most... The, the one that really impacted me. Wait, me. wait, Jonathan, Jonathan, cut this part out. Uh. You're breathing a bit. <laughs> Can hear your, your breathing, Jonathan. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I thought you were sleeping, you know, because I heard that. The... Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. okay, three, two, one, go. Okay, personally for me, um, okay, I'll speak about the, mo- the, the one incident that affected me the most. So um, what happened was um, I took the lift to go down. From my house, I took the lift down to the first floor. So while I was in the lift, there was this lady who was holding her kid. I think, I'm assuming it was her kid. So she was holding a baby in her arms. And so you know how you always like, when you see babies, you like wave at them. You try to like make them smile, that kind of thing. So I was doing that because the baby was also looking at me. So I was like waving at the kid and all that. So um, the baby like stuck I don't know if it was a he or she, so it stuck their hand out. And, you know, like, naturally, I just looked at the mom or the, the lady to see if it was okay for me to touch the baby and, like, hold their hand because they put their hand out to, like, hold my hand. So I was like, I looked at her. Then she looked at me. Then she 
from okay, okay so how we were standing was I was I was like directly beside her so she moved to the other corner of the lift like when I look at her right she moved away like she took her baby and moved away so I was oh like my first, God. I was kind of back la, like like okay maybe she just like don't want people to touch her baby maybe because of like dirt bacteria that kind of thing then the way she was standing after she moved away she turned the baby away from me so the ba- I couldn't see the baby anymore like it was in the corner so she was like basically facing the corner of the lift away from the door so I was a bit taken aback ah. so I thought it was because she didn't wanna want the kid to be exposed to bacteria and all that so I was but the baby like still peeked over her shoulder and like waving at me and all that so I just smiled at the baby and waved at it so this was like pre-COVID so I wasn't wearing my mask and all that so you could see that I was smiling at it then oh. then like she turned around she was like can you don't disturb my baby? Then I was like, oh, sorry. Then she was like, bloody Indians are uh, every time, you know, try to corrupt my baby all. Then I was like, huh? Wait, she said that to you? Then mm. I was a bit taken, I was actually not, not even a bit, I was very taken aback and it was so awkward. So, right as she said that, then just nice, like, I was so shocked that I didn't even say anything back. So, then the lift reached the first floor and then she walked, like, she immediately just left and, like, walked. Then I had to walk behind her because I don't know why we were going the same way. Then she was like, stop following me lah. All these Indians only know how to stop, stop, stop people. Nothing better to do ah. Then I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just, I was like, I think at that point in time, I wasn't very confrontational and neither did I want to blow that up into a big issue. So I just, like, turned and walked the other, like, I turned to another pathway and walked. So, like, after that happened, right, I was so... I was in shock for quite a while. Then when I met my friends, my secondary school friends, I met them and then I was like, um, was it my secondary school friends? Yeah, I think it was my secondary school. So I, I met them and I was like, hey, the weirdest thing just happened to me. Then while I was narrating the story, I started crying. And I, 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 at first, I didn't even know why I was crying. I was like, I was, like, then they were like trying to comfort me and all that. Then I was like, while, while crying, I was like, I was just trying to play with a baby. And then, you know... <laughs> Yeah, so that was the one incident that I remember until this day. And it's definitely the one that affected me the most. Because most of the time, whenever stuff, ha- stuff like this happens, I just ignore and walk away or I pretend I never hear. Or if it's like someone that I can call out, I'll be like, hey, why are you being so rude? You don't need to, don't need to say these kind of things. But I've never like cried or like been so emotional about it before. But yeah, like to think that a lady would hide her baby from me because I was going to corrupt it just because I'm Indian. So oh, yeah, that, that was very yeah. Thoughts, guys. All she wanted to do was to play with the baby. Yeah, the baby was so cute. JK thoughts. Um, I think there's a lot. Of... I think it stems from like the older generation. To be very honest, of like, okay, usually from what I see is. Chinese people being racist to other races rather than other races being racist to Chinese. Mm-hmm. But there definitely is like, like from other races to Chinese. Mm-hmm. But um, what I've seen, there's always that. Okay, like my own grandmother, you know. Like I brought Malay friends over and at the time, I didn't have a girlfriend. So my grandmother kept thinking like, oh, are these... Am I gonna date uh, a Malay girl or a Muslim girl? And she kept telling me not to do it. And her reasonings are very. Uh, is a is the kind of reasoning is like, 
oh she's uh you have to be she tried she just tried her best to deter me from like dating any malay and muslim girls because mm-hmm. they said oh you have to be halal you know you cannot eat this you cannot do that and everything so i thought like it's just probably how they were brought up in the past mm-hmm. uh I, I don't know why but apparently th- i that's what they were taught and now like that's why i don't blame her or anything but it's i can probably see why la. and luckily my parents didn't my parents uh they don't they don't encourage me to date malay or muslim uh um how to say uh girls but because it's the re- the reasoning is more like it's more reasonable because they want to avoid uh issues within the family because my my aunt married a malay and muslim man and at first my grandmother was she went ballistic saying that she's gonna kick her out of the family kind of out of a wheel everything but yeah, like from like my perspective, I I don't see any issue with it. You know, if they want to get married, that's that's what they want to do. It doesn't really affect you in any way. Maybe in the future, you just don't. You just have to watch what food you eat with them, and then that's basic. That's mostly it, lah. With considered their limited interactions, you know. And the only reason why she sort of warmed up and was okay with it in the end. It was because my aunt had another baby. So that was like the only thing that quelled my grandmother's like rage against towards her. Uh, but there's always the situation I'm thinking, what if my aunt didn't have the baby? What would have happened then? You know, like if she did if she wasn't pregnant, that that relationship in the family would have been completely destroyed just because of this. To me it's quite stupid. Like. It's a very stupid reasoning, like just because my Chinese aunt wants to marry a Malay uh, Muslim man. That's it. I feel like if they really want to, they are, they are both grown adults. They can make sound decisions. And if they... Obviously, there are things to consider. And if they have considered it, and already... I mean, if they already said that they want to get married, they have already considered everything that needs to be considered and already decided on that. So, it's just mostly the older generation. And I feel like that... Older, the way the older generation thinks has already been passed down to newer generations obviously now like I'm pretty sure like Shani the person that like was the, from the lady with the baby wasn't really that old right no like middle aged yeah so like 20 to 30s right yeah about 30s huh? yeah so they're just like sort of that generation now is gonna be like our bosses or our colleagues in the future Mm-hmm. And people that are gonna think that way, we're gonna. We has, there's no way that we won't interact with them because in the first place, Singapore is a very small country, so there's always we're always bound to meet these kind of people. So yeah. I think the best way is to educate them or like at least like try and reason with them. Like, okay, why do you think this way? Like, is there any way that I can show you that that shouldn't that isn't really the way that you should think? But if in a case where you can't really change the way they think, then I feel there's nothing you can really do about it. Just have to be more aware around them. But if you can't educate, you... if you can't educate the past, educate the future, educate the kids. You know, tell them to yeah. accept one another. Yeah. So 
Well, you, yeah, just in the future, you just, I mean, you, you can't really, don't go around with the thinking like, oh, this person is racist. Okay, let me just completely avoid this person. Let them be like, that's one way to go about it. But that means that they will never learn like what the, why they are, why they think this way. Why do other people seem to be different? They seem to think differently. And I wouldn't, I don't want to say it's like the word, I don't want to use the word wrong way of thinking. But that's the that's the only way I can put it. Like. There's no re- there's no other word that I can really use to describe it. So you can probably try and change the way they think, interact with them, get maybe get them to interact with other people more so that they can see, oh, just because maybe if they are Indian or Malay or whatever, or, or even maybe towards Chinese, just can show them that we're not all that different. We are all the same. Maybe we, it's just that our beliefs may be different. And uh, if you put this into like a real world context, people have different opinions about everything, ev- anything and everything. It be it, yeah, both two people that are Chinese fight because they disagree. That, that has nothing to do with them being Chinese. It's just that they're a different way of their, or their opinion of thinking or something. So race has nothing to do with it. So be it, this person may be Indian or Malay, you shouldn't have any prejudice towards them just because of their race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Well said, well said. Yeah, very well said. And also, like, to add on to what JK mentioned, it's important to know that racism is something that is also learned from whether it's, like, your great-grandparents pass it down to your grandparents or pass it down to your parents who are passing it down to you. So... You know, when you educate yourself about these kinds of issues, you are essentially breaking the cycle of passing down that racism and you're ending it at your generation and instead teaching the generations after you the the non-racism or whatever that is called. Just basically normal stuff where mm-hmm. you end that cycle of racism at your generation and you pass down the right... um concepts to your kids or to anyone who's younger than you or maybe even your younger siblings so you know it's important to know that yes racism is something that's learned from parents grandparents it's also something that you cultivate on your own but it's also something that can be stopped at like it can be stopped where you find someone who who has maybe made a racist remark and you educate them or you talk to them about it, you find out you find out why they think that way and you teach them to think differently. And if they are accepting of that, that's then the cycle of that of racism in that person ends. And therefore they then don't pass it down to someone else. And so that's how really racism can be curbed in societies. And even in Singapore where, you know, if you call out someone for you know, making a remark that seems harmful or, you know, being racist, um, acting in a way that's not acceptable or that is harmful, then you end that cycle with them and it doesn't continue. So that's very important as well that, you know, instead of, you know, um, like instead of just avoiding it, like JK said, you know, it's not wrong to avoid it because, you know, sometimes it really puts you in a difficult position to even confront someone. But if you can, and if you are able to, please do, because it's something that will then af- like help that person to understand what they're doing is wrong, and at the same time, make the change that they need to. 
which will then they can then pass on to other people in the future and slowly it spreads and it makes a snowball effect and then like everyone can slowly understand that racism is bad and there's ways that they can end it yeah yeah i feel that um for example like when jk brought up his the fact that um, for example dating somebody of like a different religion or race um maybe instead of using things like oh just because they are not their their different ways you know what they practice is like instead of using the reason like in, okay in case okay how do you say yeah like don't use for example i don't want to date like a chinese guy i won't say something like oh it's because he's chinese i don't want it's not because of that i'm not i don't want to it's not that i don't want to date him because he's he's not malay I'm, it's not because i'm being racist it's because of it's like your own personal like choice lah. like you know you 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 have a choice who you want to date and who you don't want to date but it's not because of them like like what jk his parents say that there might be issues in the family and to me that's fine like to me i find that reasoning more reasonable um rather than oh because he's he's not he's chinese he practices things differently he's he's poor all of that like if you were to cite that reason then that will come off as to me racist lah but if you say something like oh like um it'll be better if you don't because you know it might bring up issues within the family you know um as much as we are accepting of it like some of our family members won't be accepting of it so to protect the both of us to protect the different race person and me is encouraged not to do if you were to put it in that kind of manner i feel that it will be more the the issue won't be as as in our face as like oh because you like you cannot, like, for example, what JK say, oh, yeah, she's Muslim, you have to pray five times a day, you know, that kind of thing. I feel that if you were to have the conversation more civilized and more mutual, like, okay, um, we still have, you know, the past generations may not be so open about this idea. You can't force them to be open about it, like, you know. But what you can do is that, as what Sharani said, you break it, you know, like, you break the chain. You know, you don't be discriminatory towards them, but you can still have the choice to just say something like, oh, maybe it's because of like, um, our family might have issues and stuff like that. And it's, in a sense, you phrase it in a way to protect each other and to prevent any clashes or to even feel the fire, you know, to increase, that you don't want to increase the tensions between each other's race. Lah. Like, that's how I view it. Lah. I don't know if I'm making sense, lah, but I'm trying my best to explain it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, f- uh, to summarize things, as well as to catch, uh, to catch up on those people who decided to skip our way to the end, uh, it is to accept the differences with one another in order to achieve harmony. Uh, what else, guys? How would you all summarize it? You guys want to go first? Any JK? Y'all want a scissor paper stone? How do uh, how do we scissor paper stone? Ah, uh? that's know. great. That's a great way to. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, for me, I'll just say just respect each other. Mm. Well said. Um, I guess don't be so quick to judge another person regardless of their race. Mm-hmm. For me, it's know your boundaries with those around you. Like um, your friends, your friends of different races, know the boundaries between each other when you want to talk to each other or joke with each other about certain things that can come off as sensitive. Um, as long as you know the boundaries between each other and you can respect that, I feel that that will be... It will make things more harmonious. <laughs> um, with that, I think we will end this discussion here. 
Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks for following up on the second episode. Uh, thank Hannah, Sharni, JK for their time on this podcast. Uh, so formal. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, so formal, man. What I'm the heck? You'll we'll be back thinking, next week, by the way. Yeah, we'll be back we'll, next week. We'll be guys. back next Don't worry week. About it. Uh, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad. <laughs> yes. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to thank Archie. I'd like to thank Archie. Uh, uh, what, what, what's your dog's name? JK? Leo. I'd like to thank uh, Leo. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, next week, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, conservation. Yes. Next week, we are going to talk about saving the earth. All right, that's it from me. Uh, from us, sorry. Bye, guys. Mother, Bye, everyone. Mother Nature, number one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.